0: My name's Bobby Walker with Journey of a New
1: Entrepreneur, and I've got one message for
0: you. Don't be a bitch! What is going on, everybody? It's Bobby Walker here with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast, coming to you from the NBZ studios right here in Orlando, Florida. I've got my boy Marvin with me today. We're going to learn all about this amazing uh, home service business that he's created and another business he bought just because his current business got so stinking big, he had to buy that one just to take care of the current one. So pretty cool story, pretty cool dude. And uh, here's my favorite thing about this guy is he ain't all sunshine and rainbows. He gets in, and, and he's, he's got the bad stories to share, too. So this is going to be a good one. It's going to be an exciting one. But before we get there, i got to tell you about the show sponsor, bid. Responsor bid is real simple. It's the sales tool you didn't know you need, and it's the sales tool that you'll sell more, with less effort and higher average ticket prices if you use it. Now, I got to tell you one thing, guys. bid is not the software that lets people get quotes on your website because it does that. And for some weird reason, that's like all people think this stinking thing is. That's just one of the many, many things it does. It helps you sell, whether it's online, it helps you sell in person when you're running the sales appointments. And it even helps you sell over the phone. It takes the work out of the quoting and it allows you to focus on the emotion and the connection with your customer, whether you're right there face-to-face, on the phone with them, or if they're doing it themselves on your website. So check them out. You can go to jnebid.com to get the best deal you can get for Responsive Bid. It's just for JNE listeners exclusively, jnebid.com. Tell them Bobby sent you. We'll take great care of you. Marvin, thank you for joining the show, my friend. Uh, we're, thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet, man. We're kind of uh, newer acquaintances. You know. You uh, joined my mastermind group uh, when I was MIA there for a little bit, and and uh, last time I showed up, we got to rub elbows, and I was like, I think I like this guy. He's he's uh, <laughs> he doesn't talk a lot, but he makes a whole lot happen. And I'm like, I need a little more of him in my life. So, uh, all right, how you doing, my friend? Uh, how, how's how I'm doing how, wonderful over there in in North Texas?
2: Yeah, so I'm I'm actually considered East Texas. Um, okay, okay. I, I'm in a little little bitty town called Tyler, Texas, and mm. um, town of about 150,000 people. And uh, we're making things happen over here. We're we're shaking things up and we're making it making it happen.
0: Well listen, yeah, yeah, things are good. I'll say this to everyone. You know, any any people from Texas that come on my show, they're all gonna get the same thing. Boomer sooner, baby. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <all right>. uh, <laughs> i live in florida now but i'm i was born and raised in oklahoma and when you're from oklahoma the oklahoma sooners are your professional football team so at least if you you like the, the dallas cowboys a lot a lot of cowboy fans in oklahoma but i wasn't one of those so uh but but yeah man um marvin i, I was super uh well i'm gonna be honest with you i'm just gonna talk vanity for a second all, all right all right let me tell you what caught my attention now i'm not gonna share a number here Okay, but one thing you said the first time, you know, first day I'd interacted with you, we were a bunch of business owners. We're in our, uh, you know, uh, BBB mastermind group. And we were talking about these uh, ERC credits, you know, um, that, that I, I mine, mine's not even processed yet, but, and people were saying, yeah, I got mine. and I got like, you know, one guy's like, I got like 14K back, you know, and another guy was like, I got like 60K back. And then Marvin was like, well, that's cute, guys, but I got <laughs> and I don't even want to say what it is because I don't know if Marvin wants anyone to know, but it was a lot, and I was like, if he's getting that much back, that means he's paid a lot in these taxes. He's got a crap ton of employees, and I, you had my attention. I'm like, okay. If this is happening on a tax credit, you know, or something like this, this is a guy that's doing some things right cuz you don't get there without breaking some eggs and you don't get there without making some omelets. So, um so you had my attention, um you've got my interest and I finally got you on my show. So, um Yes sir. So Marvin, give us a few uh, things. Give us a brief description, just kind of who you are as a dude. You know, it, it can right. business, but it doesn't have to, you know, just who the heck are you? And then give us a little snapshot of, you know, what your business looks like today and, you know, what you do and the size of it and the scope of it and all that good stuff.
2: All right. Uh, well, my name is Marvin Talcito, and uh, I own a little landscape company over in Tyler, Texas. Um, I started this company uh, six years ago. But I started my very first company 20-plus years ago, actually, in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma.
0: What? Um, I'm, I'm, I yeah. moved to Florida from Broken Arrow. That's funny as heck. My, oh, cool. my kids went to cool. school there, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, lived in Tulsa or Broken Arrow for a couple of years and uh, sold that business off and moved to Tyler. And I've lived here ever since. So,
0: well, what was the um, in do, BA, just out of curiosity?
2: I, I went to uh, Bible college up there. Oh, uh, i went to uh rhema
0: yeah. okay I, I i mean everyone knows who rhema is if you're from tulsa or, or broken <laughs> yes sir all right that's very cool yeah yeah that, so, small world i had no idea
2: it is it is
0: i always went to their christmas light thing you know they did the i forget what they call it but they just like do it pretty up amazing everywhere yeah. hmm
2: mm-hmm. a lot of lights yeah
0: so you, you, you left the promised land in Oklahoma, you went down to Texas, don't you know, into yep. um, the valley of death uh, you know, what what, what's, <laughs> what's going on? What, what, what what brought us to Texas? So
2: I've got family here in Tyler. Um, and so I, knowing when I moved off, I went to college. I knew I wanted to come back here. Um, and June of 03, me and my, my young bride of a year uh, moved down here and we started our life over. And uh, I did what I knew how to do. And I went out and I started knocking doors and mowing yards. And uh, I moved down here with no job, no prospect of a job. I just knew I was going to start a company and get it hit the ground running. And that's what I did. Um, I started with just me with a mower, a weed eater, and a blower uh, in the back of my pickup. And I printed out some really, really crappy flyers. And went door to door, business to business, and just started hustling up work and started growing my first company. Uh well, my first company in Tyler. So
0: Yeah. So I, I've got to divert just a little bit because you know the, the world's already small. Yeah. I know someone that left uh it wasn't Broken Arrow, but it was Claremore, Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, that went to Tyler, Texas to be a pastor of a church. So any chance in the oh, world crazy that you knew Kaylin Brassfield at uh an assembly of God Church in Tyler, Texas? because it was about I, 20 years ago when it all went down. So I don't, I no. don't, but that would be crazy. That would have been cool. So I had to check <laughs> it. So you started yeah. over, or, or, or not over, yeah. you just started just started, you know, um yeah. the uh what that look like. Well, actually, before we go there, um guys okay. let's I want to skip to the end for a second, and then we'll come all back right. to, to the beginning there. But tell us a little bit, you know, give us a teaser on, you know, the last chapter or you know, of the current last chapter anyway of uh, what the business looks like. So, what kind of operation are you running, and all that good stuff?
2: So, right now we are on track this year, twenty twenty two, to finish up this year right around five million. Nice. Um, we I were nice. just named. Thank
0: you. <laughs> Very impressive. Um,
2: Thank you, sir. Uh, We were just named on the Inc. 5000 fastest privately held companies list. Um, We were number 677 on the Inc. 5000. We had 921% growth over the last couple of years. Wow. Um, We finished last year out right at 4 million. Um, And that's from us starting completely over. Uh, October of 2016. So, from October 2016 uh, through the end of 2021, we grew it from nothing to 4 million.
3: Yeah.
2: And, you know, of course, we're on track to do 5 million this year.
0: That's very impressive, Marvin. And uh, I hope you're proud well, of that you. stuff because I'm very proud. Very, very proud. proud. Of. Yeah, that's very, very impressive. So, guys, thank you. here's why I wanted him to share that early on because I wanted you to know you need to listen to this son of a gun. All right. We need to listen to Marvin. So now Marvin, let's go back. Um, Uh, All right. I I love the humble beginnings. Um, I love, uh, I've just got a soft spot when I hear people talk about starting a business, you know, doing flyers and door knocking, because that's how we did it. Talk about that experience. So let's go, you know, when you moved to Tyler, did you say you were, you knew you were going to start a business or did you move to Tyler and then you're like, well, I might as well start a, start a thing while I'm here.
2: No, I had, I had gotten an entrepreneur entrepreneur bug uh, when I was up in Tulsa and I had sold off my business. I knew I liked working for myself. And uh, so that's what I did when I moved to Tyler in June of 2003. um, I immediately hit the ground running, printed up some flyers. And started knocking doors and just getting my name out there, just getting to know anybody. And and like I tell people, I took anything that paid and a lot of things that didn't just to get my name out there. And, yeah. um, you know, I learned everything you're not supposed to do in business. Uh, <laughs> I learned it the hard way. All right, Well, let's hear it. And I'm pretty good uh, notes.
0: Just start with the first one. Yeah. All things not oh, your- man.
2: <laughs> I I, I should write a book because I've, uh, I've pretty much done it all. Uh, you know, I, I can truly say I went to the school of hard knocks and uh, yeah, it was, and I paid dearly for it. I mean, we've, I've spent a lot of money making mistakes mm-hmm. uh, and you know, here are, here I am 20 years later, I'm an overnight success. So, yeah, right. Uh,
1: <laughs>
2: but, but yeah, so I just, I went out there and I hustled and I knocked doors and I started picking up one yard and two yards and four and six and just and kept going until I was so busy working by myself I literally couldn't do any more work Uh, just physically did not have the capacity in a week and then I hired a helper and then of course that that lanced the wound and relieved the pressure and then I stacked on more work and then we were so busy I couldn't take on any more work and I added a helper. And I just keep kept repeating the process until I had four workers, and then I split crews.
1: Hmm.
2: And you know, I'd, I'd stack on the work for those four, uh, those two crews until they were so stupid busy they were about to quit on me. And then I'd add a third crew, and I just kept repeating that same exact process over and over and over. And that's how we grew. I love and it. and I just I'm not. I, I wish I could show you the back of the computer that that the camera's on. Uh, I've got a sticker on there that says "Average sucks," and and I I hate almost being wore my average, "Average
0: sucks" shirt. I almost wore yes.
2: it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So I, I hate being average. I hate just being status quo. And I push. And if you talk to anybody who's around me and anybody that works for me, I push and I push hard. And uh, but I get results. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't like sitting around and twiddling my thumbs. I've been there. I remember my very first year of business way back in Broken Arrow, and I starved all winter long, Uh, you know, like we worked up until October, and then business died, Hmm. and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know Christmas lights was a thing. I didn't know how how to, you know, I mowed yards. That's all I did. Nobody wants me to mow their yard in the middle of the winter, so I sat at the house and twiddled my thumbs until February or end of February, 1st of March. When the grass started growing again. And so for what, five months? I didn't do nothing. And if it wasn't for my wife and her, you know, seven dollar an hour job that she had, we literally would have starved all in it. Yeah. And uh, you know. Thank God for good wives, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Got a good and one so here. I, you know, I wanted to make sure I never went through that again. And so I, I set up year round contracts for me. So I got paid 12 months out of the year uh, for, for, for those uh, mowing properties. And then I also started supplementing my winter income with Christmas lighting. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I, and I just, and I hustled and I got my name out there and I literally grew a hundred percent year after year after year. Uh, You know, when I started over here in Tyler, I didn't, you know, I went from nothing to What did I do my first year? I think I did 30 grand my first year. And then I did, uh, I think I did a hundred grand the second year, 300 the third year. Uh, I think I was in the 600,000 the next year. And I just went like that year after year after year. and, And we pushed our name out into the market. Same thing I did when I completely started over in 2016. I, I start over for it so I had a business partner, and uh you know like dave Ramsey says the only part uh, the only <laughs> ship that doesn't sell is a partnership partnership <laughs> um in my experience, I think partnerships can be absolutely fabulous they but in in from what I have seen is they either really work or they really don't, yeah, and mine really didn't yeah, and uh, you know we tried to make it work, did everything I could and I just, I couldn't do it anymore. Um, you know, kind of fast forward from 2003, I built my business up, I merged with another guy. Uh, we grew the company, we grew really fast. I went from a million to 2 million to 3 million in consecutive years. Wow. And um, And then we lost like $1.3 million worth of work in a three month period. We got outbid by some national companies. It happens, wasn't anything major that we had done we just got outbid. I can't compete with their kind of numbers. And, uh, you know, my little regional company, uh, you know, the, the big bright views and Ferrandino and sons, and, you know, they squashed us and that's what they did. It, you know, that's neither here nor there, but it caused us to tighten our belt as a company. And, um, you know, we had to lay off staff and we just, it was a whole, whole debacle. And, uh, then, that kind of leads us to 2016, where 2016 was the absolute worst year of my life. And you know, coming into 2016, I was extremely depressed. Uh, I owned a job I hated. I was a seven. I was a majority shareholder in our company. I owned 70 percent of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, so I owned a job I hated. I hated my life. Um, I got up every day and I went to work, but I was virtually a zombie. Um, I went through the motions because I needed money. And I was an adult, and I had to do something, but I wasn't. I, I was a, I was a roommate to my wife. Uh, uh, I barely talked to my kids, um, and it just life in general sucked. Yeah, and uh, I mean that was that was I just existed, and, was, and uh, I hated that it. That was just
0: five, six, seven years ago. That
2: six was- six years ago, yeah, the beginning of twenty sixteen, hmm. and. uh so, you know,
0: so you're talking about being depressed. Was that, uh, I mean, were you, was it like debilitating at that point? Are you the guy that's not getting out of bed or are you the guy that's just a zombie going through the day? Or what did that look like for you?
2: I was just virtually a zombie going through the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I got out of bed because I was the sole breadwinner of the family and, uh, my wife stayed home with the kids. Uh, and so, you know, I had to work, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't fun to be around, um, I went to work. I was gone all day. I came home. I literally went straight to the bedroom. I uh, took a shower and went to bed. Yeah, or I'd sit on the couch and watch TV for you know five hours and yeah,
0: just find find a way to hide and disengage. Uh, I'm, yes. I'm assuming that's how I that's how I was. You know, my yeah, it was always sleep. You know, uh, when I was in the the deepest darkest part of it, it was like when I was asleep. That was the only time I could get away from the stuff you know it was the only yeah. time, way I time I could shut the the pain off you know in my head you know so yeah so I was I was kind of the different style one you know I was I was the uh, if you were the zombie I was the mummy I was the one stuck in the tomb you know the whole, <laughs> all day typically yeah but um so 2016 you're so you're so yeah the screws put to you
2: so I'm there you know I own this multi-million dollar company and Life just sucked. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I I had depression. Um and on top of it, I started taking my my problems home with me and it was affecting my marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said before, I was a roommate, um, just existing in life with my with my wife. You know, at the time we'd been married 14 years, and uh, you know, it just life sucked. And then I had a partnership that was failing. So, I mean, I had the one, two, three punch going on and yeah. uh, just my world was crumbling.
0: Were you winning anywhere in your mind? Like, I, I don't mean in reality, but in your mind, was there anything that was winning or going your way? Or were you, were you just at a hopeless uh, spot? I just, point? I I
2: felt hopeless. I mean, I just, nothing, everywhere I turned, something was against me. Yeah, And uh, it just, I, I hit it well most of my friends and family had no idea what was going on. Um, you know, I, I went to church and put a smile on my face and I, I went through the motions. Um, you know, we acted like our marriage was great and we acted like the business was fine. And, but in all reality, yeah, our world was crumbling by the day.
0: So I was just as someone, um, uh, that, um uh... Was sharing their struggle with alcoholism with me, and, yeah. and he had shared a, a term that I'd never heard before. But he said there was a high bottom drunk and a low bottom drunk. I don't know if you've mm. ever heard that, but what? No, he, I hadn't. So what he said? Now I'm not suggesting you're a drunk. I'm just drawing. Uh, I'm going to ask you to draw an analogy for me. But he said like a high bottom drunk, or the difference between a high bottom and a low bottom is, you know, people with alcohol problems tend to not get any better until they hit their bottom right yeah. um, a high bottom someone is someone that well they were still kind of functioning in life you know uh but they hit their rock bottom and that's when they made the change a low bottom guy is one that's like yeah it. he's living in his car at best and lost it all and and went there you know so like if we were I know it's not alcoholism. I know it's not the same, but when it comes to getting to a point where you know you've got to have help and you know you got to get that breakthrough and change something, do you feel you were a high-bottom guy dealing with this stress and depression? Do you think you were kind of, uh, I'm assuming you didn't get out, you know, on the street living on your own? Like, uh, Yeah. Better question is like, wh- where was that switch for you when you were like, okay, if I don't do something about this, it's probably going to get me, you know, I, is really where I'm getting at, I guess.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I, I would, I would probably, you know, in, in your analogy, I would be the high bottom, mm-hmm. you know, just, I knew I needed help. I knew I had to get past this, <clears throat> but like with depression, I was stuck in my own head. Yep. Um, you know, I it's depression is a fickle mistress because you need action and movement and you need to get out into the world and get away from it. you don't want to do anything and i just i was stuck in this whole catch 22 to where i never wanted to get out but i needed to get out but i i couldn't because i'm stuck just in my head and um luckily i've i've got an amazing wife in even though we were going through our problems in our marriage i mean we we've been best friends for before we ever got married Mm. um and, and so, I mean, she helped me fit, like physically would drag me out of the house and say, come on, we're going to go see a movie yeah. or we're going to go eat or we're going to go do something. Just you have to get out of the house. And uh, good, I mean, man. she. That's awesome. Yeah. And so, I mean, she I literally dragged me out. My wife. Yeah. yeah. Her name's Rachel.
0: Rachel, if you listen yeah. to this. I don't know you, but I love you and thank you because you're freaking awesome. So I, I just had to. She is. She that that's awesome. Uh my, my Again, my wife's just like it, and uh, she ah love that. I love Rachel. So keep going. You're
2: Marvin. gonna get me crying here, so but
0: that's okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I, listen, you know what, Marvin? I just want to. I'll tell you, man. I'll tell you exactly where my head was when you were saying that, man. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, you heard me share a bit of my stuff, you know, at BBB last time, you know, and just going through the darkness there. And, um, you know, I think I'm a pretty strong, you know, I've been a pretty strong person throughout my life, but you know what? Depression is not a respecter of persons. It doesn't care how tough you are. It doesn't care how mentally strong you are. It doesn't care about anything. And, um, I I guess I'm just sharing love uh, of life's here, but You know, uh, maybe this is good for someone to hear that maybe they're not struggling with this stuff or never have, but maybe they love someone that is but um you know, with your wife just saying, "Hey, we 're just going to get out, and you probably it probably wasn't warm and fuzzy for you at all, like if you were like me, yeah. it would be fine i 'll walk around the pond with you, but I 'm coming back <laughs> one trip because yeah. her, right, but I remember with my wife, you know she was uh Melissa for those that don 't know her she um I've got a saying you know in our business that it's the little things that make the big impacts you know or the the little things that separate you from your competition, yeah and this sounds like a little thing, but it was just like, and it would have been a little thing if it wasn't for who this woman is, but I remember one night, you know well, there were many nights, but one night I'm laying on my bed, it's about two in the morning, I'm staring at the ceiling i um I'm just so you know strung out and hopeless and scared and stressed. And I'm, you know, I'm ruminating on all the terrible things going on in my life. I literally I've got tears just running down the side of my head, you know, not of my face, because I'm laying on my back. And I was literally like, I, I don't know if I was gonna have a nervous breakdown or what. But I mean, it was a tough, tough moment. I remember waking my wife up, who is not all that great at being woken up, <laughs> to be honest with you. And I just said, honey, well you just put your arm around me you know and like you know we cuddle and stuff but like not when we sleep you know we we like our space and she rolled over she put her arm you know over my chest i think she might have kissed me on the cheek and she fell asleep you know within a minute or two probably but just laid there and i just remember that making the whole damn difference for me you know in that night you know just laying there and just um you know having my woman that supported me you know taking me out for the walk well you know like you said and uh, I don't know that was that's just one of those memories that'll uh, it was like a dark painful moment but it was also had this like like silver lining of angelic light you know that was her you know um, there to be a part of it so I guess and Marvin we've we've got two amazing women it sounds like that we do that we do so back to you I'm sorry No. (laughs) no you're good
2: So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get at work over the depression, starting to get through that. And then the next thing I needed to work on was my marriage. Mm -hmm. And I remember when some, both my wife and I, we come from broken homes. And for us, when we got married, we, we told each other that divorce is not an option. Like we, we sat down and we had this conversation that divorce is not an option. Murder, maybe, but never divorce <laughs> like yeah. divorce was not an option <laughs> and and so, during this time, we were talking about divorce, mm-hmm. and i mean i I couldn't even believe it, like I remember sitting down and telling her, like, what's the point mm-hmm. like we're we're roommates, that's it, like I go to work, I pay the bills, and that's it. Like that's, this is no way for us to exist. And I remember when everything finally came to a head, and we got in this huge fight. And I didn't talk to her for two weeks. Wow. And you know, I I I've always been, I I'm a very apologetic person, and I'm I'm you know, I don't mind being the one to say I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, there's times when I'm stubborn and I refuse to, but, you know, for the most part, I, I try to be at a very apologetic person. And and I remember that I was not going to break. I was not going to say, I'm sorry first. And, uh, I remember talking through my kids to tell her stuff at the dinner table and, you know, tell your mom this and tell your mom that, and. Damn. um, I mean, it was just it was it wasn't a good yeah, situation. Exactly. It was toxic. And after two weeks,
0: you take your time. She walks. I'm sorry. I just want to say, you take your time. And if we want to edit anything, we can edit it or whatever, bro. You're good though.
2: We're good. I I don't mind. She walks up to me and she sits down. And she looks me in my eyes and she says, I miss you. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And I said, I miss you too. And we both broke and we sat down and we talked and we talked and we talked and we, and we just, we worked through the last two weeks and six months worth of just crap and just the emotions and the, the hurt and the pain and we just we talked through it and we were able to 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 work on healing our marriage and uh and then you know so we and and at that point right there I, I made a decision that no matter what my marriage is worth more than business my way, my marriage is worth more than anything else that's going on mm-hmm. and and that that week I set a standing date night with my wife that every Friday night my parents they're they're amazing they live here in town they take our kids every Friday and my wife and I go on a date whether it's we stay at home we just order in and sit down and watch a movie or we go we love to watch movies or we'll go yeah. see a movie or we'll go out to eat or go hang out with friends or whatever we have a standing date night every friday i have even flown back from uh work trips early so i can make date night and because working on us to me was more important than anything else because if i have an amazing business but i lose my marriage over it what the crap happened my day. Yeah. What is it worth it? No, it's not. And so I wanted to make sure that I had somebody to be able to share my life with. And she's my best friend. And I want to share those wins with her. And so I wanted to make sure to work on us. And then because I've worked on us, it helps everything else. It helps my relationship with my kids and my business and, yeah. you know, having a, a, an amazing woman at home has allowed me to to regrow a business into you know multi-million dollar status in six years. Mm -hmm. And I mean I remember having this conversation with her when I left my old company and I sat down and I told her, I said, it's gonna suck for a while. I said, but believe in me, trust me, I'm gonna change this. I'm not gonna, we're not gonna sit here. We're not gonna just rock along. I said, I'm gonna push this forward and it's gonna suck. Mm Mm-hmm. But give me a little bit of time, and I promise you it'll be worth. And then here we are, six years later, and I mean, you know, I just wow, it, it still blows my mind what well, yeah. God's done in, in the last six years. I mean, it's just
0: wow. Well, let me tell you, Marvin, just if you took all that business stuff out of it, and you just said, you know, if your story was just the hey, it was toxic, I was talking to my wife through my kids. We weren't, you know, uh, I was depressed and all this stuff. One day she says, "I miss you," and I say, "I miss you back." And then, and then you just say, "And six years later, we're still here." Like yeah. that's a damn good. You take the business that alone is
2: worth it. That's <laughs> a damn good
0: story, man. And uh, yeah,
2: we actually we celebrated wow. twenty years of marriage. This
0: year. If you can see it, man, I just got goosebumps. <laughs>
2: that's oh, awesome, on camera, but
0: man, that's how many awesome. years? You say
2: twenty years. Twenty exactly. years this year
0: all right thank man. You. When, when thank
2: you uh it was uh may uh 18th.
0: 18th all right my my 25th is coming up november 1st so I'm uh sad. yeah right. so uh how old are you if you don't if you don't mind me asking. Uh, i'll
2: be 40 i'll be 40 this year
0: okay so we, we got married about i got married uh i graduated high school in may and i was married in november so that's wow I mean, we, were, we were you were not far off from a cycle yeah like that sound like so you know. i
2: actually i graduated from Rama on a friday and i got married that saturday <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's crazy that's crazy yeah. marriages are awesome folks especially young, they are young people don't listen don't believe everything you see out there uh yeah. it's, it's just like business you know employees don't suck just the wrong employees suck and if your employees suck it's probably your fault anyway so marriage doesn't suck just bad marriages suck you can make this stuff yeah. Worse.
2: Uh, oh yeah i love it but my year got crazier Oh I, that not, that's not even that was not okay, even over let's keep going no <laughs> crap so we're we're about halfway through 2016 here okay
1: mm-hmm.
2: um the last day of August 2016 I went to my business partner so I worked on my depression I worked on my marriage now I needed to work on my business mm-hmm. go to my business partner and uh last day of August 2016 then I tell him I said look I own a job of hate. This this whole thing just sucks. Just in general, like just it all sucks. Mm -hmm. You know the business is not progressing forward. Uh, We actually had an independent um, auditor come in and audit our business, and he told us he said you make great profit margins. You just don't have enough work. He said you don't have enough work to support two owners. Mm -hmm. And um, and I had actually been looking and thinking and trying to process some way just looking for an escape trying to figure out some way that i could get out whatever it was whether i went and flipped burgers at mcdonald's or um you know i was a janitor for what six years i'd, I'd go back to being a janitor i didn't care anymore i just i needed to get away from the toxic environment of work because i had already started you know healing my marriage and i didn't need it to start all over again and you know start taking my phones home and so Meet with my business partner, and um you know I just tell him I said look we, we've got to do something and I had already spoken to my banker, and I had uh, worked out a deal where he was going to loan me some money, and I was going to write my partner a check to walk away
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um you know, I was going to buy a shares out and and just say, "Go be all you can be mm-hmm. well, he told me, uh you know we're sitting down, we're talking, and he tells me he's like this is my partner talking. He's like, man, I'm so glad you said something. I've been thinking about this for a long time. Um, he said, why don't we do this? And this is what he proposed. He said, then why don't you, um, uh, take all the business that's left from whenever we partnered up, you know, that you brought into the partnership. And we'll throw a couple more on there just to, to kind of even out, uh, enough work for one crew. And then um, you know, I want the lion's share. I want everything else. I want I want the the trucks, the the all the equipment, I want the uh the land, um, all the contracts. He says, I want it all. And I was gonna take one All right, I'm here. Test, test, There you go.
0: Excellent. Okay. All right. So um that'll work that'll be no problem we'll cut that out so just start okay. back over from when you were like you were leaving you took this and there you go
3: yeah okay so he's like man i'm so glad you you said something i've been thinking about this for a long time um he said why don't you know you take uh, the 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 small uh, you know properties the amount of properties that are left over from when we partnered up we'll throw a couple more in there just to kind of round everything off and that'll give you enough work for one crew and you can take enough equipment for one crew and then you walk away. Hmm. And he said, I want everything else. I want the the land, the equipment, the employees. Um, he said, I want it all. Hmm. And uh and this this was the kicker for me. And he he said, I'll even take all the debt. And I said, Okay. <laughs> I said, I will do that on one condition. I said, if the bank releases me from all liability, I'll walk away. I said, I'll sign everything over to you and I'll walk away. And, uh, so we went, we sat down with the bank, talked with the bank about it. The bank said that they would release me from all liability. And, uh, and within 30 days, I exited the company. Wow. Now, there's one more caveat to all of this. Okay. <laughs> oh, my my year gets crazier. So that night that I talked to him, okay, mm-hmm. last day of August 2016, my wife goes into labor with our third baby. She's in labor for twenty eight hours and she almost dies. During delivery, wow, oh my God. yeah yeah, like it's mm. i I had to go through okay, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. She's in labor for twenty eight hours we're gonna have that we were gonna have the baby at home, and um you know we just working with the midwife, everything's seemingly good other than she wouldn't violate. Baby's heartbeat was strong. She was in active labor, but she would not dilate. And uh, after 28 hours, the midwife said, I don't know what's wrong. Something's not right. Everything appears to be right. Wow. You all need to go to a hospital. So I live uh eight minutes from the hospital. I think I made it in about two minutes, three minutes at, you know, three o'clock in oh. the two o'clock in the morning. I'm flying down the road, running every red light. Um, I swing into the emergency room and jump out. They rush, rush my wife in and literally within 10 minutes, they're cutting her open. Wow. And, um, the doctor told me later, he, uh, he said, had you, had you come in 20 minutes later, you would have lost them both. And what we didn't know, and this is, this is the crazy part is my wife's uterus had split open so she was literally bleeding out internally and my daughter's arm fell out of the hole and plugged the hole wow wow yeah and wow. I just lost the that, yeah uh, I saw your audio or okay. the video
0: go out that's okay though we can we can okay. there, So,
3: so hmm. lost um yeah so Daughter's, uh, my daughter's arm fell out of the hole, plugged, plugged the hole. And then over the course of the next week, my wife spent, uh, did four major surgeries. She spent two and a half days in ICU. She almost died on the operating table multiple times. Um, like it just, that was everything else that had happened prior in the year didn't mean Anything until I mean, when I had to sit down and process through, how do you tell your kids that mommy may not be coming home? Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm having that internal conversation with myself that I I don't know I don't know if my wife is going to make it I don't know if if she's she's going to wake up. And it just, yeah, it was, yeah, it was rough. And that's just, that's kind of,
0: that was my life. That was 2016. Yeah. All that stuff, all that was 2016. 2016.
3: Man. All, all of
0: it. Uh, because I could anyway, hear you in the background. Where yes. was I? Um, well, uh, we're at the end of 2016, and I think you were just kind of recapping, you know, you, uh, yeah, had went through it, uh, you know, I'm glad we know the wife is good. I know, you know, and all that. But yeah, so it so was close. my
3: wife ended up making a full recovery. Baby, baby was just fine. Nothing was wrong with her. Um, we were going to name my daughter uh, Meredith, uh, but in light of everything that happened, uh, we ended up naming her Mireia, uh, which is French for miracle love that and, gorgeous. Uh, yeah, she's, she's our little our, our little miracle baby she loves to tell people how she saved mommy's life
0: uh, <laughs> and how old is she well it was Sabbath 2016 she, so she's about she five six sick. years old, I guess.
3: yeah she will be six on saturday ah
0: well happy birthday to the miracle so that's that's yeah that's, uh, that's wonderful so um damn yeah. marvin you've been through more in a year than a lot of people have been in a lifetime um the uh, you know, I, I want to get back to the business stuff, but before we do, I mean, I mean, I don't want to leave this. I'm just saying eventually I want to get there, but I want to stay here for a minute. Um, Do you have, like, I've had a pretty privileged life, just keeping it real, you know, I, yeah. I've had my, you know, most of us have lost family members. So I've lost family members, you know, and I, you know, I lost a parent when I was a young kid, but stuff happens, you know, and kids, are you know, you, you're strong and you get through that. But, you know, I've had a pretty, pretty good life, you know, I've, you know, I can't really complain about, t- you know, too many hard things. And I know for me, just the depression portion, you know, and I didn't experience this other stuff, you know, and now my depression, you know, and, and my reaction to that definitely put the business in a tough spot and all that. But um, I have like new perspectives today that I didn't have before going through it. And specifically some of the things that are different for me, one, I've got, I've just got more empathy than I had before. You know, it's like, um, it's kind of like, if you haven't hurt much, you probably can't empathize much, you know, but I've hurt more so I can empathize more. Um, and another thing for me is just like my perspective, things that I used to be like, oh, that, you know, so-and-so thought this or said this, and you know, it might just, I might let it have a lot of free rent in my head for a period of time, but I'm like, man, I've got some perspective and that's just so insignificant compared to the important stuff. Have you had a similar experience going through something like that, that like, are you able to see how you react to or respond to things differently than you did because of those experiences or, or, or no, or.
3: So, I mean, it it definitely, I, I, I can definitely or like you said, emphasize uh, with others. Mm -hmm. Um, I had somebody ask me a long time ago, um, you know, if you could change your past, would you? Mm -hmm. And, And at first I said, yeah, absolutely. And then I got to thinking about it. If I changed my past, that means I wouldn't be who I am today. Yeah. And I like me and I like who I am. Yeah. And, Even though I've gone through some crazy crap, I like who I am today. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: And I wouldn't be me if I hadn't gone through all the crap. So would I change it? No. Because now it gives me a whole new perspective on life. And I'm now able to help people in ways that I was never able to help them before. You know, if I had never been through the depression, I'd just be like, Well fuck it up. I
0: mean, just that's how I was keep going. That's who I was. I, I'm I'm ashamed of myself prior because if you don't know, you don't know, you know? Yeah. you, you don't
3: know what you don't know. Yeah. And I didn't realize and it snuck up on me. Like mm-hmm. I, I never would have thought. I mean, I've always been a relatively happy person, and I'm easy to get along with. And I mean, I, I just, I'm an easygoing person. I'm not a pushover, but I'm an easygoing yeah. person. And I would have never thought that I would have been the one to be depressed. And just one day, I woke up and I was just like, I'm depressed. Like, yeah. God. Yeah, and even now today, even though here we are six years later, I still have to watch myself. Like I still feel it trying to creep up on me sometimes, and I I'll go home and I'll tell my wife like I I need a minute today. Like please bear with me. Mm-hmm. I'm going through some stuff. Like I I can feel it, mm-hmm. and I'll have to go and I take a minute, and gather myself, and and just okay you're not going to go down that road again you've been down that road nobody likes it yeah we're not doing that again did you get any help with
0: therapy when you were going through all that did you get into therapy or anything
3: no i I never did any formal therapy years no. or, or anything like that i I know it can be extremely helpful
0: it it was uh, it was the game changer for, you know therapy was the thing for me um and it, but, and it might have helped yeah. me get out of it faster i don't know maybe I prolonged it because I was stubborn but yeah. well- <laughs> may, maybe you did, but let's let's count the victory that you're out of it and and yeah. maybe and probably you would have had you but i I just want to say this you know while we 're at this point in the show. Um, there's no question that, uh, and it's not going to be someone, there's no question that there's some people, but one, you know, right now, one of those people is listening to my voice, say these exact words. And that person has been dealing with this stuff. That person has been dealing with the hopelessness. They've been dealing with the darkness, the confusion, you know, like Marvin said that it snuck up on him. Like I knew I kind of dealt with mild stuff in the past, but like, it just it just sideswiped me. And I just want to encourage anyone that's listening with a couple of things. One, um, there's not only is there no shame, it's admirable to get help when you need help. If you get if your leg is broken, you're not going to say, well, sure, my leg's broken, but that guy's leg over there is broken twice as bad. So I really don't need help. You wouldn't say that, right? That's not helpful. But we yeah. do that with mental health. We'll say, you know, well, you sure I'm dealing with depression a little bit, or dealing with my anxiety, or whatever. But there's other people that are so much worse. Yeah, there are. There's other people that are so much worse, and they probably are so much worse because when they weren't that bad, they said, ah, there's other people that are worse, and I don't need the help. And and yeah. so what I want to encourage that person, the person listening to my voice that says, Bob, I I know you guys are reading my mail right now. I'm depressed. I'm discouraged. My drive is gone. Getting out of bed is one of the most difficult things that I do in my life right now. Um, you know, I'm throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what'll stick because I just I'm, I'm a shell of who I was. And what yeah. I want to say to you is, get some help. Go to BetterHelp.com. That's what that's what I I signed up on an app. You know, I go to the app store on your phone. Go to Get Better Help. Takes about five or ten minutes to sign up. Uh, I'm going to try to get them as an affiliate link because I want to be talking about it all the time, (laughs) but, but, but sign up on the app. It takes you five or 10 minutes. You, you get uh, assigned with a therapist and you could have a, a, an appointment, you know, potentially the same day. I think it was three or four days and I had my first therapy session and you do it right through your phone and don't believe the BS lies when it's like, well, real therapy is if you see someone in person, well, great. But your fake therapy, as you put it, is way better than no therapy. And I'm telling you, you know, just doing this phone thing with better help probably saved my life. I'm not telling you I was going to take my life, but I'm telling you I was really wanting the pain to end really, really bad. And I don't think that most people I'm projecting a bit here, but I don't know for a fact, but I don't think most people that kill themselves want to kill themselves. I just think people that kill themselves just want the pain to stop. And if you're one of those people, guys, get the help. Yeah, Love yourself enough. You are worth being happy. And, and more appropriately, you are worth being fulfilled in life. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you came from. We've all done it. We've all done the shitty stuff. We've all done the bad things. And you deserve to do it for you. So go to BetterHelp or somewhere else that has it. But I'll tell you, I just want to challenge that person. If you don't have the other therapy set up, get better help, do your first meeting, and then keep doing your weekly meetings until the other one's set up. And yeah. if that if that's you and you need to call your shot and be accountable call it on your Facebook wall, tag me on it. I'll cheer you on. And, uh, cause here's the thing here's what's happened in the no bitch zone guys, uh, is we're going to blow the door off of the stigma of mental health Because when people yeah. break a leg, they get a cast. If you break your brain, you get outcast, but not in this circle, not in the no bitch zone, not for my people. So, um, uh, yeah. Marvin, that was, I'm not even going to apologize for that sidetrack, but I wanted to throw that in there because no, I know great. there's people listening to your story and they've been listening to my story and they're dealing with this stuff. And you don't have to take it. <laughs> you don't have to settle for it. And you deserve to be whole. So,
3: yeah, absolutely. I, I uh, I'm, I'm actually recently uh, started a uh, coach business coaching and helping other businesses. And that is one of the platforms that I that I do is mental health, because really? I I know oh absolutely because I, I realize how lonely it is. the The higher you climb in the in the corporate ladder, the higher you climb as an entrepreneur, the lonelier it can be. And uh, so many business owners don't realize they they see the success and they see that oh this is great, I'm gonna make all this money, it's awesome, and they get up there and then they re- they look around and they realize nobody share this with them i don't have a lot of friends or all my friends live a thousand miles away this isn't fun Mm -hmm. and then they they start realizing that this isn't all i thought it was going to be this isn't all it was cracked up to be and then they start turning inward yeah and that can be a dangerous place
0: yep I you know you're you're describing my situation to some degree i mean work or business isn't what got me there but that 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 path that you just 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 described um i can relate to i can relate to yeah. so so yeah. marvin let's 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 turn the corner a little bit here. <laughs> i mean i the, oh, wow um and hey, you wanted to go deep no i did and and listen <laughs> marvin you you're changing lives right now. And you know that, uh, you know, you talk, you do it when you're coaching and you know, you're changing lives right now. And I appreciate your vulnerability and your honesty and, and just again, your big middle finger to that stigma of mental health, because uh, you probably don't give middle fingers, but I bet you would against the mental health stigma. So, um, so Marvin, first off, bless you, man. Um, you've got perseverance. Um I, I know in 2016, there was at least one time you told yourself, I'm not strong enough for this. And that oh, was just
3: a lie. Many, many times.
0: Yeah. But you're here. I and, woke
3: up I woke up and I, I looked at myself in the mirror and I quit every day.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're here. Yeah. So, so let's but talk I'm about here. that for a minute. So you, right. you've got this big giant company you rebuilt from the ashes I've been saying yeah. I'm the phoenix rising from the ashes. I think I'm Phoenix Jr. Marvin's the phoenix. <laughs> and I'm following in his footsteps, okay? Oh, good um, good. I I may get a phoenix tattoo right, even. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, that would be cool. Um so before we talk about the big stuff because I want I want to ask you okay. about, you know, things like cash flow purgatory and did you experience that yeah. while you were scaling and I want to talk to you about like some of the best lessons that you learned um you know for the bigger guys that have bigger companies and like when you're going from one million to two so i want to ask you a couple questions about that just some of the you know life lessons if you will but let's talk for a second about those early days so you've started a business okay. multiple times you know you've done the graduate yeah. things you know at least twice maybe three times i don't know maybe more um, what were some what do you feel and, and i want to say philosophically here so i don't want to say get this flyer design and pass it out to this many houses this many times or whatever. But from like what you're made up of, you know, the characteristics that make you up, what, what do you think were some of those key characteristics or key principles and values that you lived by that drove you to your early success that helped you when you were small, you know, you didn't know your elbow from your a-hole and all that stuff, but you still got there. So
3: the stick to it is like, you have to keep going And you have to be a self-starter and you have to be willing to get out there and create movement when there's nothing happening. Mm -hmm. You know, when I started over six years ago, yeah, I had a little bitty book of business that I brought with me, but it wasn't much. I mean, it was enough to give two guys employment and that's it. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I had to make stuff happen. And I mean I I was used to a certain lifestyle and I I took a sixty percent pay cut yeah overnight. And uh so I mean I I everything that happened that happened, you know, in August first, September twenty sixteen, I exited the company. I literally started my new company October first. Mm-hmm. So I mean within thirty my wife died or almost died yeah. that first week. So I spent the entire first week of September in the hospital with her. When I got out, um, I was like, you're alive. Everything's okay. I've got, I've got a business. <laughs> <laughs> I'll yeah. be back. I had to start over. And um, I actually I went to the, the GIE Expo in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, like two weeks after my daughter was born. And, um, you know, meanwhile, I'm making phone calls and trying to, start a new company I've got to find a place to store equipment and office space and Mm -hmm. you know just push a company forward and one of my things that I wanted to do is I wanted to become a household name in my city and that was one of my goals and that I was a nobody starting over again Mm -hmm. and so I mean I had to force my way into the market and so that's what I did I literally I Forced my way into the market. And now, I, what up, do you mean I, by that? I,
0: What's that mean to force I your up, way into it?
3: I upset the market. I, I, uh, well, first, one of the first things I did is I, I painted I painted my truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went out and, and the, and the whole reason I had a white, uh, I went and bought an Azuzu NPR and it was white like every other Azuzu out there, every other work truck out there. And I passed my guys on the, on the road one day, and they called me, and they said, hey, you didn't wave at us. And I was like, I didn't <laughs> see
1: you. you didn't and I had you had literally
3: truck. just didn't recognize my own truck. So I went straight to the paint store, and I said, let me see your paint book. And I started flipping through it, and the first color that jumped out at me, uh, Salcedo Green, I said, that's the color I want right there. And uh, I started picking on my trucks this color. Love it because it was loud and it popped and it just, it grabs your attention.
0: For anybody just listening to the uh, audio only, it's, it's basically a lime lime green would be a good way to describe it. Maybe. Yeah.
3: lime green. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it is bright and loud. And uh, it stands out in, I mean, you can see it literally coming from a mile away. It is loud. And, uh, and then, you know, we, we started, we blanketed neighborhoods with flyers, thousands of flyers, And we'd do it, and then we, you know, we'd wait it a couple of weeks, and we'd do it again. And then we did uh, Facebook ads and Facebook videos. I did tons and tons and tons of Facebook videos, and just how tos, you know, for those who wanted to do it themselves. I was giving informational videos, and I was setting myself up as a leader in our market, uh, that I know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I, so I forced my way into the market. I upset it. And matter of fact, I had a lot of companies mad at me because of how fast we grew, how much we made our presence known. Uh, Because, you know, statistically, it takes seven points of contact before uh, a lead or a potential lead Mm -hmm. reaches out to you. Seven Mm -hmm. points of contact. That means maybe a flyer, a knock on the door, a truck, a Facebook lead, uh, you know, a Facebook ad. Uh, they see my truck again and then they see us mow the yard. There's seven points of contact. Yep. And then finally they're like, okay, you know, I, I guess I'll give them a shot. Or, you know, I wanted to make sure that I was the first company that they thought of when their yard guy pissed them off or their yard guy stopped showing up because it happens every year. And I mm-hmm. wanted to be that company. <laughs> who, who did they think of? Oh man, I just got a flyer or, Oh, yep. I just saw an ad whatever i wanted to be that name and so i mean when i say i forced my name into the market i literally forced just, my name just into a the massive market. assault just massive guerrilla marketing mm-hmm. getting my name out there just i made my presence known and, and you were i was successful just... so it was
0: clearly easy there was no yeah. challenges i'm assuming
3: uh, i it, it, it wasn't easy <laughs> but <laughs> It was successful. Yeah. I mean, it, it took a lot of hard work and a lot of miles. I mean, I myself knocking door to door, knock literally knocking doors, telling people about a yard service, or passing out flyers, or creating videos. And I mean, it just it was a lot of time and a lot of effort. So, I mean, I, I mm. pushed our name into
0: the market. So, in sixty so, seconds, if, okay. if one of my listeners is saying uh, Marvin, I, I'm going to do what you just said. I I'm going to, to do that. I'm going to force myself into my market, you know, uh, doesn't matter what their business is. You know, they're, they're, they're going to do this thing and they're, they're yeah. genuinely committed. They really mean it. Give them the, you know, you met them, you met them in the elevator. They recognized you from the show and you got about 60 seconds to say, all right, man, here's my advice for you you know, here's, you know, you're going to force your way into this. Here's what you want to keep in mind or here's where you want to go.
3: So I've always said that people don't know to call you if people don't know to call you. Okay. How are you going to grow your business if nobody's ever heard of you? Mm -hmm. You're not doing advertising. You have to advertise. So advertise. I don't care if it's crappy advertising. Advertise. Mm -hmm. Get your name out there and then start. Knocking doors has been proven to be extremely successful. Mm -hmm. So if you have no budget uh, budget for marketing, go knock doors. You can knock doors, and you know the most about your business, so you are your best salesman. Get out there and tell people about why they should use you to pressure wash or why they should use you to clean their windows or mow their yard or pressure wash their asphalt. You are the best person to sell your business. So get out there and hustle and go door to door to door So if you don't have any work, your new job is getting more work. Mm -hmm. You know, my job now is to make sure I have a steady flow of work to my company. So get out there and hustle and go door to door and then uh, make up some flyers. I don't care if they're crappy flyers. Make up some flyers and pass them out door to door to door in the same exact neighborhood. And then wait a month and then pass them out again. Mm -hmm. Wait a month and pass them out again. They're finally gonna get tired of seeing your flyers on their door. And you know what? They're gonna call you. They may be calling you to you, please stop. stop giving me flyers. <laughs> but you know what? They've reached out and you've made an impression yeah. on them. They are gonna remember who you are. They may throw that throw that flyer in the back of the junk store, but one day they're gonna need their windows clean or their uh sidewalks pressure washed or the roof wash or whatever and they're gonna be like, I've got that that guy yeah. who bugged me. I've got one of his flyers and they'll dig through it and they'll find it and they'll call you. But all that stuff makes a difference. And then just something as simple as painting your vehicle an an obnoxious color. Mm -hmm. So it stands out in the market. You don't want to look like every other person in the market with a work truck. Mm -hmm. You don't want to blend in, stand out, be, be, be the one that's, that's shining up there. Go paint it Barbie pink, electric blue or, you know, Salcedo green or whatever yeah. just stand out see, and make make yourself known in your market and most of that stuff is cheap and it pays for itself mm-hmm.
1: and so if you if
3: you've got a hustle up work get out there and force it to happen you know m- knock it door to door that is cheap and easy and a great way to yeah. hustle up business today
0: kaboom 50 seconds no yeah i don't care if that was that might have been two minutes i don't care three minutes that was was good stuff uh you know what he didn't say guys he didn't say anything about making things complex he didn't say you gotta you know be prepared to do blah blah, blah. let me tell you what he said at the end of the day he said it at the beginning of the show too when we were talking about stuff and i'm just taking credit because this is one of my sayings all the time but but essentially, you know, when you, he was talking about at the beginning about, you know, you, you take this crew and then you build them, build them, build them until they're ready to quit. And then you kind of split it and you you start doing it all over again. What he's saying is you need to sell, you, you got to sell yourself into an operations problem. When you're starting your business, you can't be the guy that's like, oh, no, I'm going to have everything perfect. And what about this? And what about that? Listen, business is messy. Even the good businesses are messy. Even the non-messy businesses are messy. Um, you got to sell yourself into an operations problem because at the beginning, the only thing that matters is getting, getting those jobs booked because anyone can yeah. do them. Anyone can mow. Anyone can pressure wash. Anyone can roof. Anyone can be a plumber. They just got to learn how to do it, but not anyone can get the work because eight out of 10 businesses fail. And it's probably not because they had too much work.
3: Yeah. So to, to tag on to that, People weren't signing up with me because I was so amazing at mowing yards. They were signing up with me because of me. Mm-hmm. That's why they, they signed up with us. And now we set ourselves up in the market as the leader in our market for lawn and landscaping, and that's why they signed up with us. So get out there and sell yourself, and then Fun. you're going to grow your
0: business. Love it. Marvin, I love you man. I where have you been all my life? <laughs> love you. So I'm out in Tyler, Texas. <laughs> Tyler, Texas. Uh boomer sooner baby. All right. So, uh let, let's honestly, I'm I don't have a hard stop or anything. It's just my SD card that I have in my mixer here is I've got about 20 minutes left. So I want to make sure that right. that we get some stuff in here. So, let's talk about um, you know, so Let's talk to that next level guy, so they've started the business. Yep. They're probably not on the truck anymore right now they've they've got to that right. next level they're doing' you know they're maybe just doing the sales and they're probably doing all the admin stuff and maybe they've even hired the admin at a point and they're still doing the sales um you know different businesses are gonna have this at different stages, you know uh in like a pressure washing company um you know, if you're aggressively scaling, um, it's probably gonna be in that four hundred to a million range, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, one of my buddies calls it cash flow purgatory, Mike Dolkey, you know, as you call it cash yeah. flow purgatory. Um, did you have that experience? And if you did, uh, you know, what what were some of the um lessons you learned you know to helping you you know push through that faster or was there a way to prevent it from being purgatory and you're like hey i cut this and this and i actually had plenty of cash flow while i was scaling or or you know so i what didn't was your have experience there
3: i didn't have a ton of problems with cash flow and it was mainly because of how we set up our business mm-hmm. now as i've scaled and i've gone from i went from 1 million to 4 million in a year I had some cash flow problems there, but that's a totally different problem. Uh, but as I was growing, I, I didn't have a lot of cash flow problems, and the reason why is because of how we set our business up. Every Monday, I would charge, and I, I would require people to put a credit card on file or prepay for services, one or the other. I didn't care, uh, but ninety-nine percent of the people put a credit card on file,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and so every Monday I would charge the previous week's services everything on monday and so i'd I'd sit, I'd sit down send out invoices i'd wait a couple of hours so in case anybody had wanted to dispute it and then i'd tap their card, and so by tuesday morning i was flush with cash every single week that covered payroll covered bills covered everything we needed to do every single week and so i mean our cash was flowing every single week Anytime we ever had a problem because somebody screwed up, forgot to run credit cards. Mm. Um, other than that, we did, we didn't have a big problem there. Nice. Now, where a lot of companies go into, uh, you know, where they do run into that cash flow purgatory is they extend credit to their clients. So they wait all month long and then they bill at the end of the month and then they give them another 30 days. So mm-hmm. they've got 60 days without getting paid for the work. So on what we did for clients, uh, that we did extend credit to, and we charged a monthly fee. I actually charged them at the beginning of the month, and uh, they were required to pay it by the fifteenth. Hmm. So I mean, they had 15 days to pay, and they paid up, you know, virtually upfront. So halfway through the month, that I I started getting checks. Okay, good uh, stuff, man. So I mean, I'm not extended out at the end of the month, hmm. and then I give them another month beyond that. Now, if there was any extra work we did, then we put it on the next invoice for mm-hmm. the next month. I was never way behind in trying to collect checks.
0: I think uh, a lot yeah, of us.
3: That, that'll mess you up in a hurry.
0: Well, one thing, you, you know, a simple thing. And for some reason, you know, it was scary to me back when I first thought about it. And a lot of people, you know, tend to get there, but. You can just require, you know, now you do like recurring services, you know, like pressure washing, uh, residentially. I don't have like agreements set up for recurring, but you can just require people to have a card on file before you go do the work. You know, you got to have a card on file before you start the you know, process the job. And, and that takes care of a lot of AR issues. And, uh, yeah. people don't want to do that because they're afraid people are going to say no, but they don't tell you no, because it's just like, yeah, you know, you know it, when everybody you gets a company, to put
3: their credit card yeah. on file
0: when you call a business and they require a card to do something, you give it to them. The only reason you don't think people want to do it for you is because you have a confidence issue because I had a confidence issue, but, but they don't know that. So if you act yeah. like the, the master, they're going to treat you like that, you know? Um, yeah. Okay. So let, even,
3: even today as a, as a big company, we require people to put a credit card on mm-hmm. file. Yep. That's just, <clears throat> that's how we do this.
0: Oh, well, I think most big companies do. I think, uh, I think that's a big company thing to do and us little companies need to do the big company thing so we can become the big company. <laughs> so I want there you to go. That with you. Um, what best lessons? Wow. Okay. So you talked about, you know, go, you know, literally growing by million, uh, you know, a million per year or multiple millions per year. Um, what were some of your biggest challenges when doing that, this aggressive big time? Cause I'm assuming you weren't, or maybe you were? Did you were you getting outside money for that? Were you just uh, growing just with cash flow only, or you know? So how did you do that, and, and what were your experiences and lessons there?
3: So I've done both. I've done just through cash flow, uh, and I've done leverage growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of my leverage growth has been through uh, bank loans. Mm-hmm. Um, I've created a really good uh, relationship with my local bank and you know i stay in good close contact with them i have my banker's personal cell phone number um i actually uh, work for two different banks and i i know the bank presidents personally we do both of their personal properties i stay in really close contact all the time with them so when i need money i have somebody that i can call um but uh leveraged growth uh is expensive Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, one thing that I'm doing, I could have grown uh, organically and it would have been a lot cheaper, uh, but it would have taken me a lot more time. And the way that I look at it is I'm buying years of my life. And uh, so, yeah, Mm -hmm. I could have gotten to five million uh, organically, but it probably would have taken me another five years Mm -hmm. to do it through cash flow. Uh, but instead I, I bought myself time and time is precious to me. And I would rather pay a little bit more money and have it now today than to pay it through cash flow and it take me five more years. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a $5 million company when I'm 45. I want to be a $10 million company when I'm 45. And, and then at that point I'm, I would be considering what is my exit plan? Am I going to put a GM in place and let him run it, or am I actually looking to exit and sell it to a, a, a you know capital company, uh, a capital funds company, mm-hmm. and walk away? You know, but you'll have
0: those options. Which way do I want to go part. with it?
3: That's the beautiful part, and you know you're able to get bigger multiples uh, when you're at 10 million plus mm-hmm. than you are you know, a hundred and fifty thousand dollar company. Yeah. You know, I've I've bought in my lifetime I've bought over twenty companies. Mm. Uh everything from little bitty companies to, to pretty big sizable companies. My most recent one, which actually helped with a lot of my growth last year, uh I bought on uh March first of twenty twenty. Wait. March first, twenty twenty one. And um you know, they were twice the size of the company I was. I bought out my oh, largest wow. competitor. Was that and, cool? And um, It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Uh, company that he actually started his company when I was one years old.
0: Oh, wow. Um, That's cool. Yeah. That was super deep. Yeah. yeah. So I imagine he probably cool. had a pretty good culture. And if it lasted that long, it was probably... He a, did. High, yeah. he,
3: he, he had a good company culture. Uh, and so, I mean, it was fairly coincided with with our company a few changes uh, I pushed a little harder than they did uh but that's just my nature so no. uh but yeah no it's it it is expensive to grow like that and then the, the other thing that really uh two more things that we really struggled with is quality when you grow that fast keeping keeping track of your quality yeah. is really difficult. And I actually employ a guy that his sole job is to do quality control. He literally drives around from property to property. He takes pictures. He puts reports together and sends them on up the line. And, uh, you know, it's it's a sucky job. A lot of people get mad at him. He's really good at that. He's really good at his
0: job. It almost needs to be a contractor and, that's like a sub that's not a part of your business so everyone doesn't ostracize There you
1: go. <laughs>
3: But it worked out really well because he, we can't, we can't be on every property all the time. And, uh, but, you know, since he's not dealing with, uh, you know, employees and he's not having to deal with putting clothes together, he's able to make it to more properties all the time. And that's what he does. Yeah. He meets with people, meets with the clients, hears their needs, and then makes sure that we're able to address those effectively. Uh, and then the biggest thing, and of course, Everybody's facing this problem right now, and that's employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we have struggled with employees this year. So, I mean, it's not just a little company problem; it's a big company yeah. problem too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I I have spent this year alone probably close to ten grand, maybe more, just on ads for employees. Yeah, I mean, we have not stopped hiring, trying to uh. find decent, you know. Somewhat experienced employees. I can get warm warm bodies in the door, but for me to train them is so expensive. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're trying to find somebody with at least a little bit of experience to help us cut that time down uh so we don't have as much quality issues because when you have newbies, you have lots and lots and lots of quality issues.
0: Well, you know, warm Oh crap. We're getting closer. Uh I just got a warning <laughs> on my thing. uh I, warm bodies don't equate to warm fuzzy customers you know um, the right bodies in the right seats can equate to warm fuzzy customers yeah. so so yeah. marvin let's do this uh i'm i'm getting my warning on my sd card here so uh i got about 10 minutes left so um i didn't realize you did coaching so that's super yeah. cool um where whether you're not taking on clients or anything i don't know if you are or not well, well let me ask you are you taking on clients right now i didn't even know we are. Okay. we are okay
3: i'm actually a coach through i'm sure you've heard of the the conquer program oh yeah i didn't know uh, you were in conquer yeah okay. i thought i i just signed up uh about three months ago to be a coach for this so. i that's cool yes, i sir. uh
0: i went through conquer for a year uh, probably should have stayed in it a little longer but um i've actually stepped out of my business on the day-to-day <clears throat> my business isn't as large as yours i'm just I hired someone that's better at scaling it than I am. Uh, is is also hey, that's that's a good place to be, but I think I'm gonna. Well, uh, uh, I'm I'm strongly considering conquer uh, for her actually. So she's not an owner, oh, but nice. uh, getting her in there because she's running the day to day and and um, you know I'm the vision guy, but she's the get stuff done guy and um, you're the
3: guy that comes up with great new ideas every other day
0: i'm trying well i don't know about the good <laughs> ones but i <laughs> but i got these ideas i gotta figure out how to use them. So. Yeah, but she's better at executing them than i am that's for sure so well how okay yeah, so right. how how can they um not we know how how they could find conquer but how could they go to conquer and be like i want marvin like is there a marvin link at conquer or something like that or? So they're
3: actually still in the process of setting up my profile but yes they can request okay uh so they can just reach out through the conquer program and request me and i've had some people who have already done that Mm um you know they reached out and said uh that we want marvin and we'll set up a meeting set up a phone call and uh move forward so absolutely all
0: right and then uh, how do they how do they get to conquer i know they could find them on facebook uh but is is it just is it it's probably not Conquer. I believe
3: it's conquernow.com. Con- you know let me, what? Let me double check. Yeah, that.
0: you double check that since you got it pulled up and we'll just make sure that, that they know that. Yeah, conquernow dot com. Okay. Conquernow.com. So you can go in there and you can request Marvin. They got a lot of great coaches over there. Um and and the beauty is there's even people that are more than qualified to be coaches in Conquer and they're at higher levels within Conquer as students, even. You know, like I yeah, uh, I know a guy that's got a more than $10 million a year business. That's a student in Concord, you know, so uh, I'm cool. not going to name names or anything, but uh, they probably don't want their business out there, but, uh, <laughs> but it is a great program. Brandon Vaughn built it. Uh, you know, Josh Latimer and Brandon, um, you know, uh, gave birth to that thing. And uh, I say Brandon built it. I think Josh did some stuff, but he wasn't the face of it, but They've they've yeah. done a very impressive thing over there, so uh, I'm not surprised at all to hear that they wanted you, Marvin. So, all right, guys. Well, Marvin, what is your last your your closing thought? This time, you really do get like 60 seconds because we get, we're about to stop recording here, whether we want to or not. Final thoughts.
3: Closing thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, you know, I I think I want to go back to the mental health, and uh, you know just just because other people may have bigger problems does not negate the fact that you have problems and you are worth fighting for hell yeah. and so reach out to somebody ask for help reach out to me reach out to bobby i'm a listening ear and i will help you and help i want to be your greatest uh cheerleader let me help you uh push you forward and help you succeed in life so yeah you 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 are worth it hell
0: yeah you are Marvin, you're one of my new favorite people on the planet, my friend. Love it. Thank, well, thank you so you. much for being on the show. And listeners, My pleasure. thank you guys. Love you all. Appreciate your support. Um, if this show uh, helps you at all, if you get value from this thing, you know, do what you want other people to do for your business and do me a solid. Uh, I actually don't have a place to leave a review for it. I don't guess, but share it. Go out there and tag the show, tag it on Facebook, tag it on Instagram, wherever the heck you would tag it and uh, share it with someone. And remember guys, if you're not doing the things that you want to be doing in life, you better have a damn good reason for it. But if you're not pursuing those things, there's no good reason for it. Peace out.